We're going to be talking cricket now. Uh, obviously, the Shield final yes. was on last weekend, and unfortunately, our Western Australian friends, our Perth people at Sport <laughs> FM, uh, got the chocolates they again did. in cricket. I think that's six titles, you know, in a row, or you know, in all forms. So good on them. We did speak cricket when it, when the Shield season started, and and it was a young Victorian team. It was a it was a few changes, and there was yep. a few, and to. Get to the. I think that's a huge result oh, where they got result. to. Yeah, particularly the last you know, couple of weeks of games. Some, yeah, some good cricket. Great cricket. Um, and at the forefront of uh, the Victorian cricket is the is the um, general manager of cricket performance. That's what his title is, and that's Graham Manu. G'day, Graham. How you going? Fantastic. We've just become best friends. We were talking off air, which is great. <laughs> You're a you Melbourne supporter. You're telling me. Yes. Yes. Oh. My uh, my father brainwashed me as a child. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, how amazing is that? A South Australian who from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, you don't find too many over in Adelaide, I can tell you that. And, <laughs> no, um, you wouldn't. Well, we have a period there where we lost um, every game in Adelaide for 10 years straight or something. So oh. um, didn't have a lot to celebrate when I was still living in Adelaide. Um, had to sort of slink out the back door when they played there, but... Uh, Nice to finally see a premiership, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was great. It was great. And that's, um, I mean, that's the thing. I was, I was thinking about talking to a showdown with you, but um, we can't really do that, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, little, of little interest to me. Um, <laughs> Very good. Uh, used to, used to have a few mates, obviously, playing, but um, uh, and the city would shut down for a few hours um, when it's on. But, uh, I mean, it's, it is a good good match to be a part of and be around, Um yeah, particularly in South Australia, if, if both footy teams are going well. But, uh, yeah, I don't really care at the moment. Good on you. So. That's, that's <laughs> great. I'm so happy for you. Very good. So <laughs> tell us, uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to cricket. Uh, the Shield final was on last weekend. Uh, unfortunately, the Vicks lost, but I uh, had a great season. Uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, at Christmas time... Um, or, or just as the big bash started, um, we had a, we had a good win against New South Wales at home, and um, you know I reckon probably about halfway through that game, um, Chris Rogers, the coach, and I were talking at one point, sort of suggesting, okay, well, you know, we probably should start the second half of the season uh, following the big bash, thinking a little bit about. Um, you know, what the next two to three years looks like, and whether we can um, benefit from from playing a couple of uh, guys that we'd, we'd kept our eye on in the first half of the summer. But um, the turnaround mm-hmm. was um, remarkable, and um, and to culminate uh, all the hard work with a shield final berth was, um, I thought, just reward. But um, the reality of it is, I think it was um, yeah probably two years earlier than we expected, given where our list was at and um, uh, losing James Pattinson early in the year and uh, having some reasonably strong representation with the Australian squad the second half of the year. So, um, yeah, really, really pleased. Um, now we're just going to back it up um, <laughs> in the next couple of years to reach our reach our targets. But um, really exciting. As was here, mate. Who, who who did you see that sort of took that next step for me. Um, obviously, Sutherland took a huge step. Um, who else did you see that, uh, like, and should we be looking forward to in that next two years? Yeah, well, look, I think um, Sutherland was fantastic. Um, not, not only his all-round game, his batting especially, um, you know, really came to the forefront this year, and it's probably something that's going to have to um, 
you know, be at that point where, um, you know, if he's going to challenge the likes of of Green and even Hardy, um, you know, that, that skill set needs to be going as well as it has this year. His leadership was outstanding, um, and not, but not surprising to us. Um, Matt Short, you know, his, his big bash, albeit for the strikers, um, was fantastic and, I think through that period of time, the confidence that he gained and then providing him a, a, a bit more clarity in his role to allow him that freedom to ex- express himself was was something that um, was really pleasing to see. His second half of the year was was fantastic. Obviously, Todd Murphy, um, mm-hmm. you know, whilst um, Nathan Lyons still um, around and performing as well as he is, I think... Um, He's going to be a, a huge asset to Victorian and then hopefully Australian cricket. Um, Sam Harper, I thought, was was terrific this year too, particularly um, early on in the year where there was a little bit of pressure on his batting in particular. Um, uh, there was there was a couple of uh, um, thoughts that um, we need a little bit more out of him coming into the season, and he, he was exceptional throughout the year. Again, another really. Uh, strong leader in our group and behind the stumps I thought it was as good as I've seen him um, keep for a while now and, and starting to probably live up to some of the expectation um, that was put on him as a, an under 18, under 19 keeper coming through so um, and then we've just got a battery of young young fast bowlers that um, yeah, over the next few years um, uh, we'll need to be patient and really manage them well. But um, McClure and um, Elliot uh, Perry, obviously, who's away with the Australia A squad this week, um, yeah, they're, they're a really exciting group. And then you throw um, young Chandra Singer and Campbell Callaway into the mix. It's uh, um, yeah, it's really exciting to see. I guess a, a strong spine there of a, a pretty solid cricket team. Absolutely. Well, we'll just do on Ashley um, and uh, sing uh, Changa Singy. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, Changa Singy. Yeah, yeah, him uh, and his performance in the in the final. I mean, forty six off two hundred and eight, uh, eighty balls. Yeah. <laughs> to that, me, to me, that's pure. That's pure cricket. It's a, that's an opening batsman's. You know, job is to is to blunt the ball to start with and 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 do that job and give him wickets falling around him. How did you runs. see it? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, Ash himself admitted um, at the end of that day he was he was slightly embarrassed um, with his performance. But um, if you break it down, um, yeah, the, the, the bowling attack came um, with experience uh, and well-rested and well-prepared. And um, they, they won the toss and sent us in. And we could have easily uh, you know, been three for... For 20, if Ash had gotten out early as well. Um, yes, he's a consumer of balls, but he scores hundreds, has scored hundreds um, right the way through his his journey to, to the present. Um, and every year he's just gotten better in terms of his strike rate. But his role is, um, is one um, where we can allow him to, to take a bit more time. It, it does then free up um, you know, the likes of Matt Short coming in later. Um, yeah, would we would we like him to sort of be striking more in the forties, fifties? Absolutely. But what was really pleasing for me was that um, the courage he showed to to not throw his wicket away. We see a lot of young players these days um, 
uh, think by playing the really difficult shots, like a reverse sweep off a quick bowler or um, something like that, it, it is is something that people want to see. But it's actually a, um, the easy out. Whereas he, he took it upon himself to say, "Well, I've I've, I've put myself in this position now, um, and I'm going to try and be um, responsible to to help guide us through." And the reality was, we were probably, I think, really only thirty runs, forty runs short in that first innings and um, you know, we, the way that we bowled, I thought we bowled okay um, 230 would have been enough to really um, grab the momentum for us and, and give us a little bit more confidence heading into that second innings with the weather and the wicket being so good but um, it wasn't to be the way that, oh look, there was a, there was a fair bit of criticism um, of that innings and as I said earlier, you know, Ash wasn't pleased. He's a very um, astute young cricket person, um, understands his game and what um, is required, especially if he wants to play up higher. But um, you know, internally, we were just really pleased that um, all the external noise and pressure didn't get to him and he just, he just tried to go about his business and everything was around the team. So that's all we can ask for at the moment for a young kid. Yeah, well, just, I, mean, I wish we had him in the second test over in India. <laughs> Goodness, you know, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah some interesting uh, interesting days plays there, wasn't it? <laughs> Certainly well rested over there, that's for sure. <laughs> well, just back, just back on the commentary around his innings on the weekend, I mean, it was way over the top for a, a young batsman who's just finding his way. And like you said, he's obviously seen that the team was struggling. Uh, yeah. Hold up you, and, and when he came off and apologised for that, what was the conversation sort of back to him? No, don't. And, and oh, look, you know, it was um, it was a conversation that he had with with um, Chris Rogers, the coach, um, on the way back to the hotel. The hotel's um, within walking distance of the of the Wacker, and um, yeah, Chris's message was that, um, that um, he was really proud of him. Yeah. Uh, as I said, you know we. We've seen a number of young players um, in, in recent times come in and, and just think that um, striking uh, them at 100 or 110, 120 and making really nice 20s or 30s is enough to get you a game mm. next week. But um, if you're going to survive at that international level, and that's something that um, you know, the coach, Chris Rogers, knows all about at the top, yeah. um, then you know, I think he's got a really good platform and foundation to grow. Um, you know, having having that um, ability to um, you know sort of sit in and, and that mental application and resilience is not something that you can teach easily. Um, but the extension of someone's game is something that um, uh, you know you can um, over time. Um, skill can be developed, and we have no doubt that he'll be able to do that. And um, I think sometimes um, some of the commentary around these things, it's um, at times, I think, particularly from a broadcast point of view, um, the, the the art of broadcast broadcasting is dying, isn't it? Mm. Um, uh, and I do often wonder at times, and this is not just in cricket, um, in some sport, in multiple sports, whether those that have the mic um, are educated enough and really understand um, the game itself, as opposed to talking about their past glories themselves. 
Good call, good call. Very good. Um, So we're talking to Graham Manu, the ex-Australian wicketkeeper. Um, And you're also heading over to America later this year, Graham, aren't you? And uh, promoting and having a new T20 tournament. Um, Tell us more about this. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, the ICC uh, for a number of years have really tried to uh, get the, the American market up and running. Obviously, from a broadcast perspective, it's such a, a, a huge market. Um, so over time, there's been multiple opportunities, but I, I guess with um, uh, the World Cup uh, heading over there in 2024, they're sharing it with the West Indies. Um, the timing couldn't be better to, for the American system to sort of come together and try and work together a bit better than they have in the past and, <clears throat> excuse me, try and start their own um, T20 competition. And it's a six-team competition. Um, you know, four of those teams have been uh, bought by IPL franchises. Um, so one of the things that you know, for me, that we, we just had a trip there recently with the combine and a, and a player, a local player draft. Um, having having those IPL teams involved legitimised um, much of the competition in the sense that you know that these guys are serious and they want to see cricket grow in in multiple markets and um, you know, the population um, growth of of Indian, Pakistan, Afghan. Uh, Bangladesh is growing by the day over there, so there's a really good opportunity for for cricket to grow and develop. Um, I understand that if it's going to be a mainstream sport in America, that they've got to find a way to get it into one the schools and the um, then in turn the college system, which we're um, partnering with the San Francisco Unicorns to help them with the, not only the, the the cricket program, the T20 program, but um, uh, hopefully extend that to the Bay Area with um, some of the minor league teams, kind of premier cricket and community cricket clubs, if you like, and help them grow the base. And uh, hopefully in 2032, um, there's an opportunity for particularly the women's T20 to, to come into the Olympics, much like the Commonwealth Games, and that might be the real kickstarter into that college system. So really exciting and um Really exciting for not only the players but some of our staff to be involved in uh, a competition like this. It's obviously a start-up, but um, uh, it, it exposes them to development opportunities and um, you know, in different conditions and so forth to hopefully you know, one day be sought after in, in their roles as well. You'd just be, uh, as a keeper, would you be worried about... Um the uh, ex-baseball are fielding in at uh, cover, throwing them in at the stumps. They'd have a few good arms running around there, you'd think? Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think that's that's something that, um, yeah, you, you see it in uh, track and field. A lot of the um, a lot of the American footballers that don't get drafted, um, mm. you know, they're very good 100-metre, 200-metre runners, and you, you'll sort of see and hear some of their college backgrounds and it's one difference in American sport is if once you finish in college and if you don't make it to the big leagues um, there's there's not a real strong club um, culture I suppose like we have with Premier and Community Cricket Club so um, yeah that 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 scouting of um, different sports like baseball could become a a real thing Um, 
and uh, I can tell you, it's yeah, Saturday way that those guys throw. Uh, yeah, you, I hope they're more accurate than some of the half volleys we used to get. So. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, we're talking to Gray Manu, uh, but tell us some. Um, what, what sort of grounds would they be playing? Are they ex baseball grounds or NFL grounds or what are we what are we looking yeah. at? Um, in, I believe in Dallas there's um, yeah, three quarters um, uh, of the way through construction or, or relaying the turf um, at a cricket specific um, venue. And part of um, part of the agreement um, with the league being um, built and. The owners getting um, the sign off on the teams is that uh, stadiums need to be built in the next few years. So, um, yeah, in hopefully in the next few years there'll be six purpose built cricket stadiums. I'm sure they'd like um, in some of the uh, environments for them to be multi purpose stadiums, but I do know that there's interest from from the owners to them to be able to attract you know, West Indies, Indian test matches. Um, along the way or ODIs, whatever they, they can get their hands on. But, um, yeah, there, there'll be some really nice little um, grounds and high-performance facilities being built, much like the Junction Oval um, or an Allen Border Field in, uh, in Queensland, as I understand it. Yeah. Oh, very oh, cool. Very, very good. Uh, and you're off to the Victorian Cricket Awards. Uh, who takes out the best and fairest? Uh, good, good question. Um, I, think, I think Will Sutherland, um, Pete Hanscom... Uh, Matt Short, uh, gosh, who else? Marcus Harris. They've all had very good years um, in the in the men's side of things. And um, God, I think uh, you know our, our captain Nicole Fulton and um, or our two captains, Nicole Fulton and Soph Molyneux, might um, might go close in the female side of it, and, and possibly even Tess Flintoff. But uh, yeah, there's, there's been what's been pleasing across both programs is we've had a lot of performers and hence why we've got so many um, you know, being selected in Australia, Australia race squads at the moment, which is great. Oh, that's great. Hey, great. We, we might leave it there because I know you're a busy man, but thank you so much for your <laughs> Thanks, time, bro. buddy, and uh, go Dees. No worries. Thanks for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Good man. Oh, great, Manu.